Welcome to the Unholy Horseman. This is Taylor Voss, and I've got Sam Amadeo as my special guest again this week. Hi, Hello. Sam. How's Hello. it going? Good, good. Today we are talking about episode four of BoJack Horseman, which is Zoe's and Zelda's. Today we're going to start with a 30-second challenge. Sam, you go first. You have 30 seconds to describe the entire episode. Are you ready? Yep. Set, go. So Todd's writing a rock opera, and Diana, or uh, Diane... Uh, persuades Bojack to help him write it after he's pretty reluctant to do so and Mr. Peanut Butter is getting a BuzzFeed article written about him by Wayne who is also Diane's ex-boyfriend. That it? That's it. Lovely. Well, you still have 10 seconds. Do you have anything else you want to add? Todd's just doing his thing, writing a rock opera and that is is probably the coolest thing ever. Probably. I'm very, it makes me happy. Well, I, I said I could do that in 15 seconds but it was 20. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to give it a go. Ready, steady, go. So starts off, uh, or Mr. Peanut Butter is getting a BuzzFeed article written about him. Uh, Diane convinces Bojack to help Todd with his rock opera. Turns out Bojack sabotages uh, Todd's rock opera because he doesn't want to be alone. Uh, the article for Mr. Peanut Butter is just uh, jokes from the 90s, and he's part of it, and Wayne wants to get back with Diane. And... That's it. That was excellent. Thank you. So this episode of BoJack, I decided while I was watching it, we were going to change, and then I didn't tell anybody, because why would I tell anybody anything? <laughs> so we're doing allegiances and opposites, or binaries, or dichotomies, or whatever word you want to put for it, because they're basically the same thing. I grew up Mormon, right? Mm -hmm. They had a big thing about, you can't experience true joy unless you've had sadness, and that's why God lets people be sad. Logically. So I grew up with the binaries of God, Satan male female left right there's a whole thing in there but i also think it's interesting that they use it in psychology myers-briggs test you are either introvert or extrovert mm. but you're somewhere on the scale but you're either an actual psychologist uses for personality tests they call them oceans but it's like how neurotic are you how open are you right so we're just kind of surrounded by opposites and i think that creates allegiances for everything there is something there is something yeah. that it's not these work really well because we're in an environment in the U.S. like socially where it's you are either this or that. So Republican, Democrat, mm -hmm. you can't be a centrist, essentially. No, I mean, we're extremely polarized. I mean, not just in politics, but in all aspects yeah. of life. We have a big you're with me or against me. Absolutely. And there's sometimes I'm like, like, I'm not against you in any way, but I just don't care what you're talking about. Right. It's that's what we call being neutral. Sometimes I like to be Switzerland. Yeah, but they're hated by both sides. So that's fine. They have all the money. That's true. They do. What are some instances of allegiances you saw? First of all, it was just obvious is Todd to Bojack, but not the other way around. Right. Because I was looking up, we were talking earlier about loyalty and allegiances and what's the difference there. Mm -hmm. And that allegiances involve a power difference. Yeah. And so one person is a subordinate and the other one's a superior. I think in that case is Bojack is has the power over Todd. Bojack has the power over Todd in so many ways. Like, Bojack yeah. has money. Bojack has the house. Bojack has... Has the food. I food. Mean. He has, a, like, the social standing. And then you just have Todd, who's a high school dropout, on a couch. Hey, hey that was setting confidence. With that, that's a, just, like, a huge opposites attracting kind of thing. Bojack doesn't want to be alone. But he also doesn't like Todd, but he doesn't like to be alone more than he doesn't like Todd. It's a lot going on. Todd is the most wholesome of the Bojack characters. Well, that's okay. That goes into one of the other things is that Todd's just aligned to no one. 
Mm-hmm. He has no allegiances. Right. Todd is his own human. Kind of gets at him because he just says he's just a screw up, but then he doesn't really do anything to change that. So right. I don't think he cares. He's a screw up and he tries to do things, but he always gets shut down. The rock opera, for example. Bojack at the beginning was always shooting him down and saying, it's not going to work. It's not a great idea. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm just a screw up. And then when Bojack finally helps him, he actually gets somewhere worth this. And then Bojack sabotages him. Right, because he buys him the video game. Ultimately, that was still Todd's choice because Todd didn't have to play the video game. Right, he could have seen the opportunity he had and and taken that. So, like, Bojack did sabotage Todd, but also he still was to Todd saying, don't play the game, get your song done. Don't play the game, get your song done. So I think it is still ultimately Todd's choice there. Oh, 100%. I mean, he's definitely not surrounding himself with people that are going to help him prosper. Right. Um, But it is is 100% his choice to do all that. Yeah. So let's go on this idea of a Zoe or a Zelda. You're either a Zoe or a Zelda. There is no in-between. Bojack keeps trying to be like, there's a third party that doesn't care. Yeah, that's above this. What are you, a Zoe or a Zelda? I'm that third party. (laughs) No, no, because I don't want to be like Bojack, but that idea that you're either one or the other exclusively is kind of ridiculous. And the fact that's coming from BuzzFeed, I think, is the show just admitting that it's ridiculous. I agree. And this this is like five, four or five years ago when BuzzFeed was like really big. Mm -hmm. But with this idea of like Zoe's or Zelda's, they're so opposite. Zelda's the one that like, look, it's a smiley face on a pumpkin. And then Zoe's the one that's like, look, it's barfing because... Because this causes obesity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zelda's the fun one. Zoe's the fun sucker. And then, like, you get attached to that, and then you start having, like, I can only be friends with Zeldas, because I'm a Zelda. I only want to talk to Zeldas. And then it gets into the allegiances and loyalties. Mm-hmm. You see it mostly in politics. Well, no, no no one wants to be friends with a Zoe. Someone right. that just has to find, like, critiques and judgment in every single thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people just want to relax and have fun. Right? Like, it's, it's fine. Yeah, we all know that Halloween just causes obesity mm-hmm. and promotes unhealthy living. But that's not what it's like what I want to know about. I like the line at the end with Wayne talking to Diane. He says, you're trying to be a Zelda, but you're really a Zoe. He's trying to basically prove this entire episode, like why he should be with Diane and not Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter, he's a golden retriever. Like he's He's definitely a Zelda. He is such a Zelda. He's so outgoing. He's always throwing parties and Diane really hates parties and hates socializing. She wants to like sit down and write her book. As she's dating Mr. Peanut Butter, she's trying to be the outgoing, loves parties, loves going out with Zelda. Right. But she's not. And Wayne's like, like, you're not happy. Mm -hmm. That's a a whole dynamic you can get into trying to conform with someone else when you're in a relationship with them and how much of that is good and how much of that is bad. Right. Because I think there is something to be said that you should open yourself up to new experiences. Yeah. Especially something I think is always can take away from is you Mm -hmm. don't have to be so pessimistic all the time. And so that is important, but at what point are you crossing a line? Right. Yeah, you see that a lot where, again, that just crosses a line where it's not who you are. I mean, there's definitely ways you can improve yourself, but kind of have to know when to take a step back and know when you're right. acting, you're putting on a mask. And especially in like the Diane, Mr. Peanut Butter relationship, in a healthy relationship, if it's long term, you're going to grow and change and you either grow together or you grow apart. Mm-hmm. And so, like, at this point, we're kind of seeing, like, they've been together for a while. So, they're like, they're still great. How long have they been together? Has it, do they say? Or is it just they've been together? I don't know. Enough to move in together. But that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, not not in today's world. So, they met in 2007. And they were together until 2018. They were together, like, five years when the show started. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So they've been together a long time. So, yeah, they've been together a while, which is actually kind of impressive. The fact they were still like a little bit in a honeymoon stage. Mm -hmm. I think with Mr. Peanut Butter, you're almost in constant state of a honeymoon stage, though. That's true. I think Diane realized that they were complete opposites and that it wasn't good for her. And so it's interesting that she hasn't seen that with Mr. Peanut Butter. If she has, she hasn't admitted it to the point where she feels like she needs to break up with him. So I'm not really sure what she thinks she's getting out of this new relationship. Right. A lot of it is values. And I feel like a very forward value with Wayne and Diane is Wayne just wants to make something. Like he works for BuzzFeed. They're both journalists. They're both quote unquote journalists. Yeah. But he's writing fluff pieces and she's writing a novel about Bojack. Mm -hmm. Very, very different just in like that sense. And so I think that shows like some of the values there. And that can be very conflicting with Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane. Like they have different values, but they don't clash. I can't remember exactly what Diane wanted to go do, but there was the scene where they're all at Mr. Peanut Butter's house. Yeah. And Diane wanted to go do something. And he's like, no, let's go get burritos. Mm -hmm. And in this might be, I can't say for sure that zeldas are just generally more self-absorbed with that idea of having a f- having fun and having a good time yeah and so i think to someone like a, a zoe where they can't it's more just trying to figure out their best thing and the best move right. for everybody it doesn't really yeah mix well. she wants to go to an art show which is very very different than going and getting burritos but i think that's the thing is like zelda's kind of think like everybody wants to do this let's go everybody's going i want burritos so that means everyone wants burritos when like, which usually isn't wrong I mean, especially with burritos, if you're going to the right place. But that's neither here nor there. Like, everyone wants to go to the club. Everyone wants to go to the bar every night. That idea that Zeldas are, like, the ringleaders. Mm-hmm. When Zoe's are very much like, I want to do this thing because I can learn something. And everyone's like, oh, that'd be interesting. Because you got all the people in the middle that can kind of go either way. Right. Going to the club is such a Zelda thing that... Maybe the art show is better for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Zeldas have just an inherent, but I think just with their general, general cheerfulness, they have an inherent ability to draw more people in. Yeah. I mean, in that situation, I definitely would want to go get a burrito because Diane did not really sell that art show very well. No, no, she didn't. When I get into new social situations, you cling to the extrovert until you find someone else. That's what I always do is you just find the most extroverted person in the room and then you talk to their friends and find the introvert that's just doing the same thing you are. Right. Um, I have a <laughs> funny quote that that, that, uh virgil von cleef said okay hit me up (laughs) he said fool me once shame on me teach a man to fool me and i'll be fooled for the rest of my life and then follow that with fool me once shame on me fool me twice chicken soup with rice that <laughs> said so melancholy like it, it came out like such not a joke and it took me like three oh. seconds to be like okay that was funny Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Unholy Horseman. Next week, we will be looking at episode 5 through the lens of loyalty. We are finally also on everywhere you can find podcasts. I also have a Patreon page. If you want to head over there, I'll put a link in the description. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe. I'm always down for taking suggestions. Just do remember this is originally part of a radio show, so I cannot swear or do anything explicit. Hopefully, after the semester ends, I will be able to get into some more podcasting-style recording. Anyways, thanks once again for listening.